What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello. Did you guys make it through the God's Vibes Mastermind Marathon? Y'all, that took far too long to make, but I do hope that it was fun and a joy to listen to. It was great even for me to listen to this. This is just a handful of the folks that are inside the God's Vibes Mastermind, but I think because of all of the, we call them testimonies in there, these are short form testimonies, because as you can imagine, if you're sharing these long form testimonies, that's all we'd be doing the whole time. But truly, we share testimonies every single time we get on our weekly calls. So it didn't occur to me that I hadn't really sat in or absorbed how much of what God is doing. And it was just such a such an interesting experience to just sit in it for hours. <laughs> and relive it a bit and watch how he's working. And I hope that that blessed you. I hope that you can see that what is happening there is the fruit of people taking a leap of faith, right? And and really trusting God for all that that entails, for provision, for breakthrough, for transformation, for a deepening of relationship, for healing, for freedom, for clarity, creativity, increasing capacity, energy, vitality, joy, peace. So much goodness just happens in there. So thank you for listening to that episode. Thank you for allowing that to feed your soul and bless your life. And today, 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 heard it here first, is the last day that you can get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. The last day. (laughs) So my encouragement would be, and we're gonna talk about this today, my encouragement would be that if you've been on the fence, if you've been back and forth, that fear, anxiety, doubt, none of that stuff comes from God. My encouragement would be to pray about it. If this is an answer, to your prayer, if God has led you here, but if it does require a stretch, it's probably God. (laughs) I am in a huge, huge stretch right now. It is requiring everything of me, everything of me. It is probably one of the biggest financial seeds that I've ever sown in my life. Multiple, multiple thousands, okay? And I've done that a lot in terms of education, certifications, whatnot, right? But this one, this is a biggie. (laughs) So I would never ask you to sew if I weren't walking that talk as well. But what God gave me, and I'll just offer this to you, this is what he dropped into my spirit. Do you see this as a debt that you owe or a seed that you sow? Come on now. Do you see this as a debt that you sow or a debt that you owe or a seed that you sow? All right. (laughs) That was a biggie that he gave me. And I'm like, I hear you. I see you. Okay. All right. So just wanted to offer that if this has been something that's been scary or intimidating, test God and see. If you are sowing into good ground, watch God work watch God work, okay? And I hopefully in that last episode, you could hear that God was working. Today, 
what I thought would be fun because of what sometimes things like this stir up is we're going to talk about increase and six ways to position yourself for increase. You know, I heard a lot of different money challenges. I don't have. I don't want to put this on a credit card. I wish you would do things for free. And then I received a whole bunch of other hateful things, which is wild. When you're putting yourself out into the world, it comes with the territory. But I do want to say thank you to every single person that is generous in rating the podcast and leaving the reviews, that is taking a leap of faith and investing in yourself, that has the courage to change, that has the courage to rise up and take ownership of your life and of your influence and your impact in the world. These are no small things and I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm so grateful for you listening and for you receiving and applying what is here in your life. It is such a honor and a privilege to get to show up every week and so into this podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. It comes with the territory, right? The good and the bad comes with the territory. But what I do want to say is you got to be careful careful with your words and what you are prophesying and speaking of your life, right? One of the best ways to break that off is do the opposite of what you're saying. Do the opposite of what you're saying. Make the moves. Do the scary things. Give God room to work and give him something to work with, okay? So we're going to talk about six ways to increase. The other fun thing that I want to share before we dive in, we've got a lot of really, really fun things happening this month. Number one, We've got next Wednesday, come on, next Wednesday, we have got a prophetic boot camp. I could not be more jazzed about this. We are doing a deep dive into the prophetic. This is going to be free. Hello, you heard me. We're going to do this for free. So if you're not there live, you can catch the replay in the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle, but you can join us free and live for the prophetic boot camp on Wednesday, October 18th at 7 p.m. Central Time inside the free Courage Co. community. Courage Co. is free, y'all. We do prayer calls. We have weekly small groups. There's three different weekly small groups that you can plug into. So if you are one of those people that was desiring free offerings, this podcast is is a great place. Social media is a great place. Also, Courage Co. is a great place. There's a lot that's offered in there for free and it's highly valuable for free, okay? So those are great things, but Prophetic Boot Camp is all things prophetic. We're gonna talk about what it is, how you can start hearing from God, how you can steward the prophetic with excellence, because there's many people out in the world that are not doing that, and how you can really receive and hear from God in very practical ways. And we're also going to be offering prophetic words. So you might get a prophetic word during that prophetic boot camp. So you can get plugged into that. The best way is to go to www.courageco.org and join the free community. You will see it's under events and you can just RSVP and all the call details are there. We are also gonna do on 1023, that is a Monday, 1023, at 7 p.m. Central Time as well. We've got another prophetic training, and this is a deep dive. This is prophetic processing. So once you understand the prophetic, this is taking it a little bit 
further. So we've got some experts coming in. This is also going to be offered for free. So if you have not plugged into Courage Co, this would be your window to get in there. Get in there. There's so much that happens not here, not on social media. We like really dive in and we do the work over there. So www.courageco.org, you can RSVP to both of those right now, Prophetic Bootcamp and Prophetic Processing. And then you have an opportunity if you are in Texas to meet with us live and we would love to see you. So we are this weekend. We've got a conference that we're going to. It's called Shines Women's Conference. This is held at Shoreline in Austin. We're going to go to that. So if you want to connect with us, we've got some details about that in the Courage Co. community. So we'll have an active chat. We're going to grab dinner. We're going to go to the conference. If you want to hang with us, you are welcome. You are invited. The other thing that we're doing is we have Breakthrough Women's Conference the very next morning in San Antonio, Texas. So Austin and San Antonio Breakthrough Women's Conference. You can go to www.breakthroughwomensconference.com. I will be speaking there with some other brilliant ladies. So if you want to meet in person, we're going for breakthrough. So I just encourage you to think about that. What is it that you want to break through? Is there one area? Are there multiple areas? And when you break through, God is always causing you to break through into something. So what is it that the enemy is trying to prevent you from breaking into? And what is it that God actually wants you to partner with him to get breakthrough into? For example, if you already had that breakthrough, what would that allow you to do in your life? How could you show up differently? How would that impact other people in your world? It is breakthrough season and we are going for it. So we're going to talk a lot about healing there. We're going to talk about identity work. We're also going to talk about authority. Okay, I'm bringing it. Not going to lie. We are going for authority. <laughs> so it would be so, so powerful. That one is not going to be virtual. So if you are in Texas, that's a great way to get plugged in, but I want to make sure that you guys had an opportunity for that. So, so much goodness happening this month. We did a challenge recently. It was called the power of the anointing. And that one y'all was so incredible. We talked all about what power is specifically power from God and how he empowers us and what he empowers us to do. It was a three day challenge. All of those replays are available. On each day, we had about an hour of training, and then we had coaching. We got into some really powerful dialogues as well. So if you want those replays, the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is a bundle of every single training that we've done. We've done a masterclass and a challenge every single month, and we've also bundled together a lot of interviews. There's over 35 different interviews in there. So you get access to all of that for an entire year when you actually plug into the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So if you're ever wondering where are the replays, they are there, all right? So you can go in and you can get them all bundled together, all right? So make sure that you do that. You can find the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, www.courageco.org. All right, we ready? We ready to go into this increase training? All right, here's the thing. The enemy does not want us to prosper. He doesn't want us to prosper. Why would that be good for him? I mean, just just think about it. I know common sense is not so common. It's just not anymore. But use your noggin for a second. Just use your brain. Why would it be beneficial 
from the enemy for you to prosper. That ain't gonna work. So you best believe he's gonna try to do everything to kill, steal, and destroy that agenda in your life. He'll go for health, he'll go for relationships, a lot of times he'll go for finances, because when it comes to finances, this is really diving deep into our needs for safety and security. And when we don't feel safe and when we feel insecure, we turn into crazy people. Crazy people. And that works really great for the enemy because he can work his agenda through weak and wounded people. And sometimes we could be those people. So we're taking it from the angle just of increase today because this can be a fancy word that people can take way, way, way out of context. So we're going to level it down. But many people are facing overwhelming financial and provisional challenges period, right? And most often they approach their problems from a purely natural standpoint. And I don't know about you, but when I've done that, that never worked. It made it worse. Anyone? (laughs) So here's how this usually goes. They look at their paycheck, then they look at their need, impossible. Then they look at their paycheck and then they look at their need, still impossible, right? And then more people engage in that vicious cycle, the more discouraged they become. That exercise in futility is usually followed by a series of questions. How are we ever going to pay for this? Where will the money come from? What are we going to do, right? Then comes the bright idea phase of the cycle. What family member will loan us the money? Where can we get another job? Have we maxed out our credit cards? The madness must stop right now. We've got to get our eyes off our limited resources and refocus them on the real source of our unlimited supply. Almighty God and his word. Like, is God the source or not? Think about that. Okay? Something really, really powerful. Don't look to the government for your supply. Don't look to other people for your supply. Don't look, if you're a pastor or minister, don't look to your congregation for your supply. Jesus is the source and the word is our supply. Okay, so here's the exciting part. We are not required to meet our own needs because God wants to do that for us. This is a wild concept, but track with me here. Isn't that good news if you just think about it? Like if you've ever tried to hustle and meet your own needs, you see how that goes. It will take a commitment of time to renew your mind to the fact that God is your total source of supply, but you can do it, okay? So I am going to offer some scriptures at the end to really encourage you, but you want to say them and you want to write them until you become fully persuaded that God is your source in every situation. It's best to read them out loud to yourself. And if you run out of writing room, start your own journal and continue to watch God work for you and through you. The more you do it, the stronger your faith will become. Okay? So really, really listen in when I share these. Okay? It's really important to be able to hear this word, to sow it into your heart, and to see it work in your life. Okay. So first let's dive into six ways to position yourself for increase. Six ways to position yourself for increase. 
All right. <sighs> I have a story. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this is dropping into my heart to share, but it is. So some of you know, if you're in Courage Go, you might know. Definitely if you're in the mastermind, you know this. Sometimes when you're deeper into the community, you get more of the stories. But I recently went to a conference. I was speaking at one in Dallas, and then I attended another one. It was insane. And the one I attended had 40,000 women in the room. I mean, I've been to concerts and things, but I've never been in an arena with 40,000 women seeking God. Like, what? Absolutely insane. However, during this conference, I had this weightiness come upon me. Let me put it that way. You know, like people are excited. They're jumping around. They're singing. They're dancing. They're doing their thing. They're like having encounters with God. That's happening. But I more have a brace yourself kind of vibe going on, right? Because I'm like, oh man, I know that whatever I'm receiving right now, I am now also becoming accountable for and responsible for. And the minute I step out of here, <laughs> I am going to be put to the test. Like, I just know it. So I'm just literally in like a brace yourself move. This is also honestly how I feel about prophetic words. You know, if I have somebody that is a mentor, somebody that's a spiritual advisor, somebody that I actually allow to speak into my life prophetically and they give me a word and it's a very possibly exciting word to some, I'm like, oh man, like, because <laughs> I already know there's a process and that process is going to be intense, right? So it's not all bells and whistles. It's not like this glamorous word. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's weighty. That's heavy. That's going to require much, right? That, that process is going to be intense, right? So that was the same thing that was happening at this conference. I was like, oh man, how am I going to be challenged, tested, tried, stretched? Because while these are beautiful words and while they make you leap and get excited, especially when you're in an atmosphere like that, the minute you get out of the room, it's on you. It's on you, of course, God, right? And what God can do in and through you. But you're partnering with God now to become accountable for these testimonies. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of what happens too when we read the word, right? The enemy wants to make sure that we don't get our empowerment into our being. That makes sense, right? Because then you would be powerful. He wants you naive, asleep to your power, because then you really don't have any influence or impact, right? But as you start reading the word and start renewing your mind to what is true, you start awakening to what's possible for you and what you have rights to, what you have authority to do, it changes you, okay? So when you start learning about something like increase, which makes a lot of people squirm, right? You now become accountable to growing up and stewarding that, right? I think that it's really important when you think about yourself being an ambassador for the kingdom, you are meant to generate wealth, to steward it well, and to multiply it. Hello. We're meant to take territory for the kingdom, right? So if we're not doing that, and if we're just staying in a comfort zone, we're usually not progressing, right? For me, I definitely have zero clue how, how to do a lot of things, right? 
But I'm like, but God does. And I have a relationship with God. So if he wants me to do something, he'll show me. It's kind of my approach now. Now, I will tell you, I didn't used to operate that way, but my life changed <laughs> when I started taking God seriously, right? So now I'm like, all right, if God wants me to do that, my I shouldn't be like, really? Are you sure? How's that going to happen, right? Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, all right, show me what to do. Give me strength. Help me. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. That's that's now how I shift and now how I change, right? But these words stretch you. Like, there's too much at stake for me. I might not know how to move forward or how it's going to play out, but how is never my job anyway. How is always God's job? My job is the obedience and just saying, yes, Lord, and trusting that he will guide me, strengthen me, provide for me a day at a time, a step at a time, and a moment at a time. All right? So my job is the yes. 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 Okay? So I don't know how to do something, and that's okay. That doesn't disqualify me from the process. What I know is there's too much at stake for me to stay in my comfort zone. Period. Period. And if I am in my comfort zone, I'm probably not walking in faith anymore. So I just want to offer that as context for you. All right, mini sermon over. Let's go into the actual word for today. Hope that blessed somebody. I don't know why, but that was dropping in my spirit. Okay, six ways to position yourself for increase. Okay, so what's interesting is that we have a covenant-keeping God. All right, I'm going to break down some of these words because they're not always talked about. And again, we get them out of context. All right, but we have a covenant with the creator of the heavens and the earth. Okay, and in this covenant, if you dive deeply, it talks about health, increase, success. Those all belong to us. The word testament means covenant. So the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Bible are about the covenants or promises that God has made to man throughout history. Neat, right? So the Old Testament covenant that God made with Moses and the children of Israel is laid out in Deuteronomy. This was right after God delivered them from the slavery in Egypt and right before they were about to enter the promised land that God had sworn to give them. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. Deuteronomy 6.1. In one verse, he tells them that they must obey his commandments and that they must be willing to do his statutes. That's what it says. In other words, God wanted them to keep their end of the covenant with him. As a result of obedience to God's covenant with them, it positioned them to increase in their lives. It says this, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Keeping covenant with God will cause you to increase mightily and receive the blessings of the Lord. So in the case of the Israelites here, God wanted them to enter into the promised land, a land that flowed with milk and honey. God would go on to tell the Israelites that they would receive all the good things in the land, and they would not have to build or plant. They would only have to take over what was already there for them to have. 
says this in Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 11. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou planteth not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Wow, okay? Obeying God's word would bring the Israelites into their promised land. God wanted to give them an abundance that would already be waiting for them when they got there. The houses would already be full of good things. God wanted them to enjoy what he prepared for them and to eat and be full. Think about that. What has God already prepared for you, but you might not ever step into it because you're only looking at what is? You're looking at your bank account and being like, I'm limited. You're looking at a credit card and thinking that you're in debt. You're looking at your job and your paycheck. Perhaps that's not where God wants you to look because none of those things are your source. The blessings of the covenant came with a warning for them to remember where this all came from. When you receive what God promised, you need to stay mindful of where it came from. You need to continue following the word of God and continue serving God after you are happy and full. Deuteronomy 6.12 goes on, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. So God is telling them, in my version, (laughs) if you want to increase the kind of increase that I want you to have in your lives, then number one, keep covenant with me, right? So you might be wondering right now, well, what does that have to do with me? I got you. I get it. I know. We think like that. It has everything to do with you. Okay? According to this scripture, in Galatians, the blessings of the covenant of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the Israelites belong to you through faith in Christ. It says this in Galatians 3.29. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So what is God saying? He's saying that it didn't end with Abraham. It didn't end with David. It didn't end even with the children of Israel in the promised land. Jesus came and broke the curse over mankind. He redeemed us from the curse and put us in position so that you and I can walk in the same blessing, the same increase, and the same favor. Come on. Hallelujah to that, right? The covenant we have in the New Testament is built upon a better covenant with better promises. The covenant was sealed with the blood of Christ when he died on the cross for your sins and mine. So we have a new covenant by faith in Christ. It's this, Hebrews 8, 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. See, I'm not making this up. This is in the word of God. (laughs) Come on, right? 
So what does this say? What does this tell us? Increase is your covenant right. If you want to have increase in your life, number one, you must keep covenant with God. This covenant is established upon the promises of God and belongs to you if you have faith in Christ. Through Christ, you've been grafted into the family of God and have become a member of his family. And your covenant entitles you to all the rights, all the privileges, and all the benefits that are available to you by faith in the promises of God. Let's go. (laughs) Come on. Hopefully this is making some of you excited, all right? But that's just context, okay? So now we're going to go into the six ways. So the first way we just hit, increase by keeping covenant with God. Number two, increase by being obedient to God. We hear a lot about this one, but this isn't the only one. We're going to keep going. All right. So increase by being obedient to God, says in Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Great self-check right here. Am I willing? Check it out. Have you been willing? Take a look at your thoughts, what you've been speaking, how you've been acting. Does that look like willingness to you? Have you been obedient to God's word, to revelation that he's giving you? Really think about it that way. Okay, it's sort of like children with their parents, right? We're told in Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Okay, so another scripture on obedience, 1 Timothy 3, 4. He must have a well-behaved family with children who obey quickly and quietly. So I reference these two because that's a great piece of advice, to obey God quickly and quietly. I call this radical obedience. God doesn't need my questions. He doesn't need me to figure it out. He just needs me to obey quickly and quietly. I don't need to make announcements. I don't need to gather a ton of counsel, right? There is wisdom in a multitude of counsel. So big decisions and things, yes. But when it comes to just obeying God, most of the time, I just need to do it quickly and quietly, right? So I like to reference those, right? If you learn to obey quickly and quietly, the Bible says it will be well with you. So think about that, all right, when it comes to obeying God, right? I'm not going to stand here and say that we always get this right, right? But you learn obedience and you learn what's God through obeying quickly and quietly. You start building a track record and you start to see Was that God or was that just interesting, (laughs) right? But we want to learn to stay in position for increase. And we can't do that if we're not walking out a lifestyle of obedience, okay? So when God is asking you to do something, it's not to harm you or hurt you or to take something away from you. I think we get some really weird ideas about this. It's positioning you for increase. It's to bless you. It's to move you into strength and greater glory, okay? So a lifestyle of obedience will position you for increase. It will not limit you, it will increase you, all right? Third one, increase by putting God's word first place in your life. So just take another little self-check here. Where is God's word in your life? Is it in there? (laughs) Where's God's word at? 
The Bible says in the book of Matthew, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. This is one of the foundational scriptures of my life, okay? If my life was backwards and not doing that, the only way to move it forward is to start doing that every day. I'm gonna just keep it simple, right? So how many of you know when things are being added unto you, you're increasing? Makes sense, right? Wouldn't you agree? If things are being added to you, you are increasing. Hello. <laughs> right? It could be money. It could be clients. It could be ideas, strategies, wealth strategies, creativity, opportunities, open doors. If things are being added to you, you are increasing. Friendships, new relationships, divine connections. Let's go. So notice here that it says the way you position yourself for this kind of increase is you have to have your priorities right. Yes, you do. So obviously, if you're going to seek God in his righteousness, then you're going to have to put his word first place in your life. How else does that happen? Inquiring minds want to know. This is how you pursue God through his word. Right? So if you want a relationship with God, get into his word. Get into his word. We talked about this on the power of the anointing, that there's a couple of different ways to approach the word. One is for information and knowledge, right? It could be a flat experience, or you could approach it with the Holy Spirit, and that could be a revelatory experience, all right? So think about that. But that is how you get to know God, through his word, through fellowship with him, right? When you think about deepening a relationship and getting to know somebody, you don't do that by not seeing them and not communicating with them. That's how you create distance <laughs> and disconnection, right? That is not how you get close to somebody. So just keep it very simple and very practical here. Jesus is saying in this scripture, if you have priorities that are right, you will seek God first and you will put his word first place in your life. And if you do this, God promises you that everything you need while you are on this planet will be added to you. Hello, right? You will not have to pursue it. It will be added unto you. If you seek the kingdom of God and if you put God's word first place in your life, addition will start taking place in your life. This is where we say that the kingdom of God is countercultural. The world will tell you if you wanna increase, you've gotta hustle, you've gotta take advantage of people, you gotta copy what they're doing, you gotta 10 exit. Yeah, that already sounds crazy and uncomfortable, doesn't it? Sounds awful, actually. God's not saying that. He's saying if you will seek me, right, with all your heart, one, you'll find me. Two, if you'll seek the kingdom first, and if you put your word first place, God's word first place in your life, addition will just start taking place naturally. Naturally. You don't have to force it. It will naturally start happening to you. Things will be added to you. That is increase. And a lot of times, things are more responsibility. Yeah. Right? So for example, think about this. The things that you're praying for, let's say that you want a house, but you live in an apartment. Say you get the house. Now you get everything that comes with the house. More responsibility. Things that you didn't even think about because you weren't living in that realm before. Let's say you really want a promotion. 
okay? You get the promotion, more responsibility. That's why they pay you the bigger bucks. More responsibility, more time, more brain power, more energy, more time away, potentially, from things that are important to you. Gotta pay attention to what we're praying for. If you want, right, this thriving business, you've got more responsibilities. If you're leading a team, you've got more responsibilities. But that's increase. That's increase. I think we're just like, yeah, I'll just get money and I'm good. Okay, that's one thing that could be added unto you, but there's so many other things that are added unto you, okay? So you might be familiar with Psalm 1. It says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What does it say about the man that delights in God's laws and God's word? This man has put God's word first place in his life. He gets more joy out of the word of God than anything else. And he will be blessed. As a result of delighting himself in God's word, the Bible says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. What I like to do, I love to put my name there. Juliana shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth her fruit in her season, her leaf also shall not wither, and whatever she doeth shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody, right? Notice, because this man has put God's word first place in his life, everything the man does prospers. Strategy, strategy, kingdom strategy. (laughs) This is a key, okay? If everything he is doing is prospering, then this man is experiencing increase, no? Wouldn't you agree? So, so far, we've discovered from the word of God that you can increase by keeping covenant with God. You can increase by being obedient to God, and you can increase by putting God's word first place in your life. Okay, now we're going to move into how you can increase by hard work and diligence. Yay, people's favorite. I don't know how we missed this one. I think we just think that if we're aligned and tracking with God, hello, God's vibes matter. If we're aligned and tracking with God, we think, oh yeah, it's just gonna be fluid. It's just gonna be easy. We kind of get like this hippie vibe about it. That ain't it. Hard work is hard. It's hard. (laughs) Diligent isn't for the lazy. And those with a slack hand will not prosper. The Bible's very clear about that. So a lot of people do not realize that the Bible has a lot to say about hard work and diligence. It's perhaps usually what we're not actually digging in the word to read about, but it's in there, okay? Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. Whew! But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. We'll we'll call it (laughs) P-H-A-T. It's actually real fat here, (laughs) F-A-T. 
So you need to work hard to increase financially. Point blank, period. God blesses people who work hard. The world will say God blesses those who help themselves. That ain't in the Bible, but God does bless people who work hard. God blesses people who do what their job requires them to do. If your job requires eight hours of work a day, then give your employer an honest eight hours of work for eight hours of pay. A lot of times, and I was in leadership, managed lots of people, <laughs> trained lots of people, managed lots of operations and different things. I see how people work and I'm a human also. I see what happens, right? But a lot of times people were on smoke breaks. They were on their phone. They acted like they were there, but they didn't punch in on time. All sorts of different things happened, right? They looked for ways to cheat the system versus how to be excellent. Yikes. That doesn't help you long-term, by the way. So if your lunch break is one hour, don't take an hour and 15 minutes. Just from a natural standpoint, the Bible teaches us that the person that works hard, the person that is diligent, the person in their work who exercises integrity will increase. I don't care what's happening for that person. That might be okay for them, but I'm following this word and I'm on a path to increase. So my standards and my requirements are different. You do you, I'm going to do this because I want what this says and I do everything is unto the Lord, right? So we have a lot of people that in a lot of ways can turn into thieves, right? That's not a good thing to practice. Like think about how you can be excellent versus how you can cut corners or make excuses, right? And it's just little things that turn into big things. And those little things can add up and they can greatly hold you back, okay? So really, really think about that. What does it look like to work hard, to work with excellence, to work with integrity? The Bible teaches us that hard work will bring increase. You've got to be honest, okay? It says in the New Testament writings of Apostle Paul, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, 1 Thessalonians 4.10. So in other words, God says labor with your hands. God's word is full of scriptures talking about the importance of integrity. If you're honest and if you work hard and if you do what you're told, right, the way the person you work for is telling you, if you honor that authority, if you do it with integrity, God will find ways to bring increase into your life beyond your paycheck. I have lived this. I think some of you know the story. I worked for a nonprofit foundation for eight years. Eight years of wild discomfort. I was up against a lot of giants, nepotism, racism, workplace harassment, withholding promotion, hate, hatred without a cause. Awful, awful things, right? However, <laughs> my job was not to fight those giants. Actually, that probably would have actually made it way worse and it would have made me ineffective in the assignment that God had for me. But my job was to hold my integrity, to show up with excellence, to walk out what God assigned me to do, to still honor authority and people. Interesting, right? And God for sure brought increase into my life beyond what I was being paid for there. 
okay? So really, really think about that. How can you be hardworking and diligent? A lot of times you find that out when conditions are not ideal, right? When you're in a place that maybe doesn't, a great example, I was sent on assignment to another interesting job in corporate America that was not a match to my degrees, to my qualifications, to uh, any of that, actually, right? It would look like a downgrade, quite honestly. It would look like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why is this highly qualified person taking this position? Obedience. (laughs) Right? But can you do that? Like, sometimes God will decrease you to increase you. And he took me on a whole journey of working out an assignment that he had for me in this corporate space and promoting me very quickly, actually. But if I would have overlooked it, dismissed it, thought I was entitled, thought I was better than, I would have not experienced that. So I learned how to be hardworking and diligent in conditions that didn't work for me. Pay that didn't work for me, a schedule and and work hours that didn't work for me, job functions and duties that did not feel comfortable for me. But I said yes, and I said if I'm going to be here, and this is where God's assigned me to be, I'm going to be excellent. It was so funny. I recently had celebrated um, a birthday (laughs) and one of these folks from that corporate uh, space came on and said something on my Facebook page. And I used to say this thing, um, we don't appreciate, we appreciate love. (laughs) So she remembered this, but we found ways to have joy and have fun there. And I thought, how powerful is that? All of these years later, she still uses the phrase appreciate love because we don't appreciate hate. So funny, right? But you never know how God is going to use you and how he's going to work for you. And there's so much that he has in mind if you just say yes. And it might not look anything like what you think it should look like. All right. But your job is to be hardworking and diligent and be excellent. And that often leads to promotion. So even if it looks like decrease on the outside, watch what God's doing spiritually. All right. Next one. This is what I was highlighting earlier. I'm in this really uncomfortable place, but this is it. Increase by sowing good seed. Increase by sowing good seed. So we're talking about increase, right? And one of the most important ways you increase is by becoming a giver or a sower. I know, more squirming, right? So I'm not talking about only sowing to God. I'm talking about all your giving as God directs you to other people, to other charities, to other ministries, and to people in need. You will increase when you sow into all the areas that he shows you, right? Is this a debt that you owe or a seed that you sow? So there's one who scatters yet increases more. Look at this verse in Proverbs. It says this, there is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is met, but it tendeth to poverty. So there's one who scatters and increases more, okay? And then there's one who scatters and increases more, and there's one who withholds more than is right, and it leads to poverty. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me say that again. There is one who scatters and increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, and it leads to poverty. Yikes. 
What I love to say, if God can get it through you, he can always get it to you. Can he get it through you? Or are you making your finances and your money an idol? The generous man will be made rich. He who waters others will also be watered himself. Notice, if you want to position yourself for increase, you need to become a giver who sows seed at every opportunity you get. You should always look for opportunities to sow seeds. So another fun self-check. Are you always looking for opportunities to sow hatred, (laughs) to sow withholding, to sow lack, to sow poverty? Lack is a lie, y'all. Or are you looking for opportunities to sow encouragement, to sow love, to sow generosity, to sow finance? Think about that. Look at this scripture. Here's another great one. Galatians 6.10. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Huh. Interesting. Galatians 6.10. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith. It's another way to say that same verse. Think about that. Think about that. Our seed is what we have, and it's what God honors. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. It says that he that scatters will increase. Notice that it also says the one who holds back more than he should when he should be scattering will end up in poverty. If you're not a giver, become a giver. Not just a giver to God, not just a giver to your church. Look for opportunities every day of your life to sow in different places. Look for opportunities to do that. That's one of the reasons that we sow scholarships into the mastermind. We have a way to bless people with a scholarship every round, right, that we've done. We have ways to sow into CourageGo, period, that are for people getting into the masterclass bundle, that are for people getting into the mastermind, people that are basically getting into the paid offers that we have, right? That's a way to just give blessing. I also know that I always sow where I want to go. <laughs> That's a principle, y'all. So where you want to go. Like a lot of times God will lead you to it, but will you actually put your money on it? Do you put your money where your obedience is? Think about it. I have made, even at the top of this year, I think I shared the story. I had two major, major sources of income just boop, removed cut off, bye-bye, right? Which could happen to any of us at any time for the record, right? So this is why we need obedience. And that was nothing that I caused. It was just a God thing and a timing thing. It was like, let's go, girl. We running now. We running now. So I had an opportunity to operate in my flesh and be like, oh my God, and freak out and start withholding, right? Think about that for you. If you had two major sources of income just removed, cut off, goodbye, what would you do? What would you do? Freak out, right? That was an option. Withhold money, that was an option. Phone a friend, vent to somebody, beg, (laughs) right? Like there could be so many things that you do, right? Depending on how you're set up or who you're trusting as your source, right? So I was like, oh, you know what though? Like, yeah, those are all options in the flesh, but like what's 
good though. Like God is setting me up to run right now, right? And he'd been setting me up to run in a major way for a long time. So now I just, it was evident. It was very, very clear that those are over. We're ready to run now, right? Like I did in fairness, want it to be made very plain. And that was very plain, <laughs> right? Because there's some things that come into our life and when we're faithful, we could just stay there as uncomfortable as it is. But when God says run, you got to run. When God moves where provision is coming from, you got to move, okay? So what I knew is if provision has dried up there, provision is flowing somewhere else, okay? There's a land flowing with milk and honey. So what am I going to do? I'm going to sow. What? You had two major sources of income removed and you sowed? Yes. I sowed an uncomfortable seed into another program, into what God said he was going to do in my life. Didn't make sense, didn't make sense. But I did that and I said, God, listen, <laughs> by faith, I'm sowing this seed and I am partnering with you. Make me an example of what's possible. Make me your next success story. In Jesus' name, amen. I put him to the test. I put him to the test. I said, let's go, right? On the inside, I could feel that fear, but no, I'm choosing courage. Hello, Courage Co. is for real, y'all. <laughs> we're living this thing in real life like this isn't like for wimps at all it's not usually your greatest exploits with god are on the other side of you being a coward you've got to choose to be courageous instead so that's what i did and man did he show up in ways that were beyond what i could have anticipated or expected blew my mind and I even want to encourage you with the God's Vibes Mastermind, okay? If that's a stretch for you financially, if that's something that intimidates you, what might God be able to do with that stretch? There's been so many people that sowed that seed. Some people put it on a credit card, right? And God released provision immediately because he's like, hey, if money doesn't have you, watch me bless you. Watch me bless you. I'm just going to release provision to you. You're not even going to feel that. Not even kidding. So many people have had financial breakthroughs. They've been accelerated. Different things have been broken off their life because they took a courageous leap of faith. This isn't just a program. It's not, okay? So if this is that for you, I encourage you. Today's literally your last day to get in there. It's the only reason I'm saying that. www.courageco.org. You can see the mastermind there, okay? This is the final round, y'all. We're launching something big in January that you can plug into, but this is the final round of the mastermind. So get in there if you're leaping on it. All right, continuing. Continuing, sowing seeds, sowing seeds. Okay, so lastly, well, okay. So sowing could feel costly if you're looking at it from a debt perspective. If you're looking at it from a sowing perspective, you're increasing, right? Scattering and increasing. When you withhold is when you get into trouble. When you should be giving and you're not doing it, and when you are not obeying God and you're giving, that's when you get set up by the devil to start experiencing subtraction in your life. God adds, the devil subtracts. Scatter generously all the time and you will continue to have the long-term benefits of sowing years from now. Right? You reap what you sow. So for example, right now, we're in a harvest season. While that could be really exciting for, for many people, 
that could also not be really good for other people depending on what you've been sowing. Hello. (laughs) What we're sowing every day is what we reap a harvest of. Like we are where we are today because of what we've been sowing. Right? I know for me personally, this isn't everybody, but I know for me personally, if I didn't have, if I didn't sow into different places that I wanted to go, different life experiences, different education, different anointing, different impartation, different knowledge, different skills, different tools, I wouldn't have what I have and what I'm operating in today, period. Because I didn't have it. I didn't have it. How am I going to get it? I sow into it. I honor people. I bless them with my investment. Consider that, okay? So I also think about too, if God is telling me, I have found this to be true in my life, could just me be, but I have found this to be true. When God is telling me to sow into something and I don't, I usually encounter the subtraction stuff. So for example, if I was supposed to be sowing some amount of money into something and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to hold on to that. Then I had car, you know, somebody hit my car or, you know, that same amount of money had to be poured out for an inconvenience of some kind. Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. (laughs) So I've had things like happen like that or different unexpected things come up. So just consider that. Consider that. Okay. Increase by your associations. The final way to increase that I'm going to talk to you about today is increase by association. Okay. I don't really hear people talk about this. I mean, you hear the common one. As I start saying this, you're probably going to be able to repeat it with me. You become like the five people you surround yourself with, right? You probably heard that over and over and over again, right? But your associations are really, really important. You can increase by association, okay? And it's something that you can practice in your life. Proverbs 13, 20 is where I got this from. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, huh? But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. I don't know about you, I'm not looking to be destroyed in my life at all, right? And if you're the wisest person in the room, get new associations. If you are the wisest person in the room, how wise are you? He who walks with a wise man shall be wise. Walks with literally means associates with. So in other words, if you associate with wise people, you will increase with wisdom. Do you agree? I have this amazing opportunity. I am coaching a lot of teens right now. It is blowing my God. How is, how God is blowing my God. (laughs) It is blowing my mind how God is working with youth right now. So I've had this beautiful, beautiful opportunity to uh, be coaching teens. I'm working with one young woman right now. She is amazing. I can't even imagine, right? She's in eighth grade. We're coaching together. And her mom blessed me by doing a review the other day that just totally blew me away, right? She said, how would your life be if you had a coach when you were in the eighth grade? How might that have helped you evolve differently? How differently would that have turned out, right? She said that she met me uh, on a podcast and then I was on her podcast and she just felt this love for Jesus and this wisdom that was just flowing. And she's like, my daughter needs that. So she decided to invest in coaching 
for her daughter. And I've been blessed and honored and just given this privilege to walk alongside her daughter through a coaching relationship. And it has been crazy, right? But think about that. An eighth grader walking with wisdom, how that's going to change her life. What? Walk with the wise and you become wise. Who you, have, who you associate with has everything to do with your outcome. We've talked about having courageous conversations. We've talked about how you handle bullying. We've talked about how you uh, manage emotions with a difficult coach, athletic coach. We've talked about how you approach grades that, that don't come back the way you would have hoped they would, how you study, how you incorporate God into all that you're doing. Absolutely insane, mind-blowing, right? But who you associate with has everything to do with your outcome. Imagine that. I know when I was a teen, I had a parent, right, that was struggling with alcoholism. So I had to go to AA, and I also had to go to therapy. And it was interesting because in my experience with therapy, I never felt seen, I never felt valued, I never felt validated, I didn't feel encouraged. I felt like I was broken and that I had to look into myself for something to fix. Like something is wrong with me, that's why we go to therapy, right? And that experience was not fruitful for me. Actually, it gave me more of a complex at the time because I was already developing perfectionistic tendencies, which apparently the therapist didn't help with. And I also was becoming really great at people-pleasing and being codependent in these family dynamics that we had. And all of that apparently looked normal. Interesting, right? But I can only imagine if I had a coach at that point in my life, I was probably in eighth grade also. So look at God redeeming the time. Come on. I get to be for somebody what I needed. Let's go. Like, this is God, right? But think about that. So for me... Having a coach in eighth grade, somebody that could see me, somebody that could validate me, somebody that could encourage me, somebody that could help me walk through really challenging things that I couldn't talk to anybody else about, that I didn't even feel safe with, would have changed the game for me entirely, right? And I'm not saying that um, for any other reason other than how valuable that is, right? I mean, what I walked through got me to where I am today. So God's purpose, he worked it all for good, right? But I'm just saying who you associate with is everything and never underestimate even what you can do for a teenager, okay? He that associates with wise men will increase with wisdom, okay? That also goes with he who associates with anointed men shall increase in the anointing. So when we were talking about the power of the anointing, right? There's something called impartation. So the anointing that is on somebody's life can be imparted into you. That's why it's important to honor the anointing that you want to receive, <laughs> right? Super, super important. Like a lot of people, for example, that are in the mastermind, they're experiencing acceleration. They're experiencing breakthrough. They're experiencing financial blessings, promotions. They're experiencing things that have been on my life as well. I don't see that as random. I see that as God, okay? So you can increase by association. If you want some examples of this, I got you. I got you. So God increased Jacob and his relatives, okay? So God is the God of increase, and he is capable 
of bringing increase into your life. God is the God of increase, okay? So you can say that to yourself. My God is the God of increase. He can bring increase into my life. So the story that I'm referencing, it's in Genesis chapter 30. It's with Laban and Jacob. It says, And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Laban is saying to Jacob, Please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Notice what he says to Jacob. He says, I'm begging you not to leave because I have discovered since you and I have entered into this association with the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Jacob responds this way. And he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hadst before I came, and now it increased unto a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. You know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me, which is, right, a form of money back in the day, a form of currency or exchange. What you had before I came was little, and it increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. Consider that not random by who you associate with. When you start getting blessed, think about that. And if blessing is not flowing from the top, where are you sitting? You might need to move. Notice what Jacob says to Laban. When you and I first met, when we first entered into this association, you had nothing. What you had was little because the blessing of God is on my life and you establish this association with me, what is on me came on you. Let's go. And he says, now, that little you once had has now increased into a great amount. No wonder Laban is saying, please don't leave me. Laban had little when he first met Jacob, and the Lord blessed him because of his association with Jacob. This isn't something, guys, I'm pulling from thin air. This is from the Bible, okay? Another example we see this same principle with Moses and Joshua. We see it with the prophet Elijah and his protege Elisha. And we see it with Apostle Paul and Timothy. It's a principle that is not only in the Bible, but it's a principle that still works today. If you're struggling financially, I would challenge you today to establish associations with somebody that has the spirit of increase on their life. Now, that does not mean that you have to have breakfast with them once a week or that you have to come and spend the night in their house. <laughs> if they are increasing, God has probably told them to share it. They are putting the message out, right? So it's really, really important to make sure that you change your associations if you want to increase, okay? Think about that. Every time you know, your association has a breakthrough, let's say, that breakthrough can come on you. Every time they overcome something, what they've overcome, that breakthrough, that overcoming can come on to you. So pay attention to your who you're learning from. You know, it's similar. If you if you are getting advice from somebody that, that isn't doing what you're doing or what you even desire to do, why are you taking their advice? If they haven't walked out what it is that you desire, why are you taking their advice? Why are you sitting under their leadership? Why do they have a voice in your life? 
every time God does something major for an association, it won't be long and that breakthrough will come unto you too. Think about that. You can increase by association. You can. Okay? Really, really consider that. So these are six scriptural ways in which you can position yourself for increase. Increase belongs to you. Your covenant is a covenant of increase. God wants you to increase. It says in 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. God's way is perfect. The word perfect means having no defects or flaws. That means if you learn how to do things God's way, then you're going to have God's results. So if you're tired of your way and your results shift, God's way is perfect. God's way will work for you. Why? Because God's way is perfect. It has no defects or flaws. That question never comes up when you have faith on this. Will it work? It will work because God's way is perfect and you can be thoroughly convinced that his way is perfect. If his way is perfect, right? And if you apply God's way to your life, that settles it. You're going to win. His way has no defects and his way has no flaws. Why? God's way is not a theory. God's way is the law. You never refer to something as a law unless it works every time. If it's not working every time, then it's a theory and not a law. And God's way is not a theory. It's a law. His way is perfect. His way is proven. What does that mean for you? God's way has stood the test of time. And that is true for you. Really, really think about that. I know some people right now. I know the people that do the eye roll. I see you. I feel you. Right? Oh, well, there's people who did it God's way and it didn't work. Right? All right. I feel you. You don't know people like this. You know people who thought they were doing it God's way, but if they really did it God's way, and because God's way is perfect, they could not have failed. Well, I know somebody that tried it and it didn't work. No, you know somebody that felt like they tried. If they did it God's way and his way is perfect, then they would get his results. You have to settle it in your heart and say to yourself, well, it sure looks like it didn't work, but I'm not accepting that because I believe God's way is perfect. If his way is perfect, it has no flaws. It has no defects. If I could ever learn how to do it God's way, then I'm going to get God's results. When the devil says, what if it doesn't work this time? You know how he does. You need to come back and say, the word of the Lord is proven. What does that mean? Proven means it stood the test of time. There have been people that are a whole lot smarter than you and I that have tried to prove the word is wrong and they were not successful. The way of the Lord is perfect. And if you and I will learn how to do things God's way, then you and I will get God's results. What did we learn? Ready? We learned that God is the God of increase. We learned six ways that we can position ourselves for increase. If you can believe God is the God of increase, you are going to position yourself to experience increase like you have never experienced it before in all areas of your life. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of bonus scriptures 
because we love bonuses. Come on. Come on. (laughs) In the mastermind, we just keep blessing you with blessings. So that's what I like to do on podcast episodes as well. All right. First Corinthians 8, 6. Yet for us, there's only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. The source of something is its point of origin. It is the beginning place where something can be tracked back to or traced back to. So there is only one God, the Father, who is a good Father, who is the source of all things. Where are you looking for your source? It's not a person. It's not a job. It's not a bank account. It's not a circumstance. There is only one Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Another fun way to say this. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ. And my God will give you all you have need of from the wealth of his glory in Christ. My God will liberally supply, fill to the full, cram, furnish, satisfy, finish, and complete all of your needs, employment requirements, lack, and business according to his riches, his money, and his possessions in glory in Christ Jesus. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. My God will supply all that you need from his glorious resources in Christ. Who's going to supply it? God will supply it. You can be sure. That God will take care of everything you need. Why? Because his word is proven. And his word is perfect. James 1.17 Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift, free, large, full gift, is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light. Every good endowment that we possess and every complete gift that we have received must come from above, from the Father of all lights, with whom there is never the slightest variation or shadow of inconsistency. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, his storehouse in heaven, his own well-stocked storehouse. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults. I mean, is anything too hard for God? Come on. Heaven's always has a good heaven always has a good economy. That's where we receive from. It doesn't matter what's happening on the earth. We're not receiving it from the earth. We're receiving it from heaven. Psalm 121:2. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lack is a lie. I want for nothing because God is my source. Okay? Those are bonus scriptures that I have for you. There's so many more. I like creating lots of proof for myself. I encourage you to create a book of proof. Find the area where you are in doubt, unbelief, fear, anxiety. Firm up your faith. How do you do that? Well... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it doesn't come from hearing the news, from watching a Netflix program, from listening to the radio, from a new song. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get the word of God 
on a piece of paper. I just created a case for why God is your source and why he's your supply. Where does my help come from? God. Who supplies all of my needs liberally to make sure I lack nothing? God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. God. Hello. Create a case. So I like to pick an area where I need to be renewed, where my faith is weak, where my faith is small, and I build it up. I build it. I train it. Because if I don't, the enemy can manipulate me, and that ain't going to work. So I encourage you to do that. You can do something similar, right? Pick an area. If it's still finances, go deeper. I just hit one angle with God is my supply. God is my source. But you can go provider, overflow, abundance, more than enough, right? You can take so many angles with finance, but it all creates a case that God wants you to increase. God delights in the prosperity of his servants, right? Get these in your heart so that every time the enemy tries to lie to you in the form of a fear, in the form of an anxiety, in the form of a circumstance, it doesn't move you and you can talk to the mountain. You can tell the devil to shut up. Okay? (laughs) Awesome. All right. So I hope this was valuable. This is a lot of brilliant teaching, if I do say so myself, right? Not necessarily because the teacher, it's just great teaching. All right. (laughs) If this message blessed you, I would love it if you would rate this this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Y'all, when you do that, it costs nothing to you, but it does so much for this podcast. It allows it to keep running every week, number one. It allows other people to find it and get blessed like you have. And it's a great way to pay it forward and so and honor what you receive here. So wanting to just continue to bless you. I hope these episodes have done that. Make sure to join us this month. This is your last opportunity to get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. It is a VIP mastermind. We go deep. You get access to it for a full year. So you can go through four times, basically, of the content. So you can just deep do this deep dive with God. This is all about mastering your inner game. It's breaking self-sabotage off of your life. It's helping you partner and co-labor with God. It's helping you reclaim your authority, your power. It's helping you walk as the royal person that you are. It's helping you expand your influence. A lot of times that could be business. Uh, It could be so many things, your influence, your ministry, whatever it happens to be for you. And it is a sacred space. We keep it intimate there. And the relationships that can happen are wild. Like we have a bunch of ladies flying into Austin this upcoming week just to meet each other because they connected in the mastermind from all over. Like, come on, that's God. That doesn't just happen, (laughs) right? So that could happen for you. You could find community. You can find so much, right? But if it's a step of obedience, and if it's also a leap of faith, I encourage you to take it. We've got so many free trainings this month, so make sure to plug in. If you want to just build community, there's a lot of great ways to do that in our weekly small groups from Good For Your Soul Sisters, Biblical Breakthrough, Friday Fire. Get plugged into those. We've got prayer calls. These turn into prophetic prayer calls, so they're very powerful in giving you a word in season. 
And that's biblical, right? We just need that word in season sometimes to keep running with endurance. So you get a lot of great things for free. So if you like what you're receiving here, we take it even further over in Courage Co. So make sure to join us. I look forward to connecting with you over there. It's www.courageco.org. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.